I'm just gonna make sure I'm recording. No, I don't. Push the screen. Push, push the screen. And I'm pushing. You see where it says video? Okay, Hi. I think you see me now. Yes. There I am. What a pleasure. Let's what see. Pleasure. My uh, pleasure. Let's see, can I record this? Let's see if I can record this. Do you mind if I record this? What kind of question is that, of course? Well, I mean, just, you know, I always ask permission first. Okay, wonderful. We are recording. And there we go. I can see you yeah. again. Wonderful. Good. Okay, so I wanted to keep this um, really punchy and, and tight and kick off with the uh, have you introduced yourself again because I think that's always the best way to kick off and then go right into the article that I that I mentioned to you because that graphic sure, is so it's so horrifying um, and, and I think that speaks to to a lot of uh, the mentality mm -hmm. around the anti-Semitism and then I have one specific question but other than that if there is any sort of free range that you want to move here or there we can totally be flexible with where we want to go with it Shireen, anything you want to ask me, don't hesitate. I can't wait to meet you. I'm just looking so forward to it in person because you absolutely, such a... absolutely. One second, yo. Yeah. Can we have quiet back there? Wonderful. I'm okay. ready now. Yeah, go for it. Let's. Uh... When are you coming to New York? Oh my gosh! Whenever this this thing is over uh, yeah, with. Yeah, that's a bad question to ask right now. Right. right? With, whenever it's not. over with. Well, hopefully that'll change soon, soon. I hope so. I hope so. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you're gonna be on my top of my list of people to meet. That. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you that I have not smiled this big since this entire, well, it's only nine o'clock here, but still, I've been up for quite some time, and okay. just seeing your seeing your face just brings a smile to mine. Oh, my God. I, okay, what do I owe you now? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Uh, whenever you're ready, you can uh, start off with introducing really, yourself, and wonderful. then we'll go there. Thank you. Go for it. Ready. Okay, you want to introduce yourself first? Sure. Okay. Uh, Doe Pikent, uh, uh, former member of the New York State Assembly for 36 years, uh, representing uh, communities in Brooklyn, and uh, the founder of Americans Against Anti-Semitism. Dove, it is so great to have you here again today. There is a news item that I saw that really troubled me. And so, as you know, with Clarion Project Preventing Violent Extremism Training Program, I cover the full gamut of, of extremism from neo-Nazis to ISIS to social militarization, Antifa. So you see a lot, you're exposed to a lot, but there's one thing that I saw specifically in the news recently that really, really bothered me, and that was this Ohio Nazi protesting the uh, quarantine, and his name is Matthew Patrick Slatzer, 36 of Canton, Ohio. And he had a he had a sign up that had a rat depicting uh, you know uh, exaggerated Jewish features with with the uh, star David, and he was just driving around showing that that was that that was his form of protest. And the the signage, the verbiage on the 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 placard that he had said the real plague, indicating that Jews are the real plague, and it's not coronavirus. Help me understand the mentality behind someone like that well you know that is a very complicated question you know why people hate why people look for a scapegoat you look for someone to blame you don't have a job who am i going to blame it's not my fault who am i going to blame you have a problem in your home you need to blame someone things aren't going well at work you need to blame someone uh some people have that issue in their life and they're always looking for someone else instead of looking in the mirror instead of examining their own life uh you know this individual uh, that you're talking about mm -hmm. in ohio uh 
I can't remember if he if he had been arrested 50 or 60 times prior, mm -hmm. including uh, for uh, some very serious uh, uh, crimes. Can't understand why he's out there freely walking around, be that as it may. But, but Shireen, this phenomena of blaming Jews is something that has been around, I think, from the beginning of uh, history. Uh, you find someone to blame. You know, it's remarkable, Shireen, that the Jewish people, according to the latest studies that were done only in the last two weeks that came out publicly, there are approximately 14.7 million Jews in the whole world. That is from a population of eight and a half billion people. You know, of all the people to blame, to scapegoat, again, you're talking about 14.7 million people out of what is it, eight, eight and a half billion, you know, uh, you, people always come around, oh, it's the Jews, it's the Jews. Uh, same thing over here in Ohio, and he's not the only one. Uh, on social media, you find more and more of this, it's the Jews. Does it have to make sense? No. Is it based on anything uh, educationally, intellectually, fact? Of course not. But you know what? All the haters of the world from the beginning, right? They didn't need to, uh, you know, prove anything to anyone. You know, the famous thing from Goebbels uh, during Nazi Germany, the propaganda minister in Nazi Germany, you know, his thing was that if you repeat something often enough, people are going to believe it. And as amazing as it sounds, I mean, it's so irrational. It makes no sense. I mean, it's just absolute nuts. You and I would say, is this guy crazy? Well, the answer is yes, absolutely. That doesn't mean we shouldn't be aware. And it doesn't mean that we, you know, just brush it off and say, who cares? It doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't really have any effect. That is not the case. We need to be alert. By the way, we need never to be afraid. Uh, we need to be proud of who we are, but we need to be able to address people that hate. But again, is it new? Does it shock me? Uh, I was telling people quite a while ago when Corona began, I said, just watch. Guess who they're going to blame? Guess who they're going to blame? They're going to blame me. Don't hike it in Brooklyn. I'm responsible. You know, and my fellow Jews all over the world, you know, like we, you know, Jews in Israel are dying as well. Jews in Israel also have Corona. Jews in my community, I mean, it's, it's so insane you know, in, in places here in Brooklyn, many of the Jewish communities, uh, because people, uh, you know, whatever the reasons are, people are dying. Jews are dying. So, you know, these are people who are sick. These are people who are filled with hate. Now, the question, Shireen, where does the hate come from? Where did this guy pick this up? Did he just wake up in the morning? Did he have a dream? I mean, uh, and by the way, he wasn't the only one out there demonstrating and blaming Jews. Uh, uh, there were others as well. And I guarantee you, Shireen, unfortunately, there are many on social media just blame the Jews. We're always responsible for everything. You know, I'm sort of used to it. I wanted to, I wanted to speak to that because it, it's not just this guy, obviously. There is um, an article in NPR that I'm going to read in a sec. It... it it talks about the full sort of um, hopscotch effect of all the different groups that are blaming Jews right now. And, and I love that you brought up 
the numbers, you know, the facts are that how many Jews are there versus how many people are there. So it's, it's, it's a form of giving up your personal autonomy because even the crazy, I try to understand where is it coming from? It's just, it's a puzzle to me. I want to understand what makes some, somebody tick, no matter how extreme that behavior is. And so it's, when you say that there are, you know, such a, a small ratio of Jews compared to people, I think that's one of the the facts that really gets sort of lost in all this. People don't mention that, you know, you're giving up, not you, but these, these extremists are giving up their personal autonomy for the sake of this um, very comforting narrative that these horrible events are out of out of our control. At the same time, the the thing that I'm going to read from NPR hops conscious across the globe as far as all these different groups and all the different ways they're blaming the Jews. So I'm going to read. The Israeli researchers, uh, this is the study, cite claims by Florida pastor Rick Wiles, who said God was spreading the virus in Israeli synagogues as punishment for Jews opposing Jesus. That's one. Uh, former uh, KKK leader David Duke, who tweeted the global Jewry, Jewry and Zionism cons uh, conspired to undermine world economic stability. It also mentions accusations in Turkey and Iran that Zionists and Americans created the virus as a weapon against the Iranian and Muslim people. Three. That's just in one paragraph, in one study. Where are people, I, I mean, yeah, the imagination. Yeah, sure. Shireen, it isn't, you know, sometimes we like to believe that it's uneducated people who indulge in this kind of uh, rhetoric, dangerous rhetoric, anti-Semitism, hate. The, the, some of these people are filled with hate. And by the way, they don't only hate Jews. Mm -hmm. They hate themselves as well. Trust me. Explain that uh, to me, that yeah, they yeah, hate themselves. Yeah. Uh, but it is also so-called educated people. You know, the reverend who made that remark about Jesus, again, we always come back to Jesus, the Jew. Jesus was a Jew, uh, that, you know, because of that. Again, none of this is new. Uh, you know, this is the, the Farrakhan philosophy, the Goebbels philosophy. You know, you gotta blame someone. Great target are Jews. I mean, the question of why Jews, and that's a discussion we can have. Complicated, I don't know all the answers, but I think I have some idea as to why it is so easy to blame Jews. But, uh, you know, educated people, uneducated people, people, today we live in a world, and it happens to you and to me, people will tell you, they'll tell you something as if it is fact. And when you will ask them, where did you get it from? Who told you? That's oh, my I entire, read it. My entire I, I read history. It. Oh my God. If yeah. you read it, that means it's true. Absolutely. My entire history as a reformer started from questioning where these ideas come from. And, and people don't have answers. And it doesn't take much to figure out that no one has the answer. Uh, but, but you mentioned there's a reason you think why Jews get blamed all the time. What's that reason? I, I think part of it is uh, people look at Jews, uh, the perception in their head and to an extent it is it is true but you know we need to apologize sometimes as jews for being successful you know we have too many lawyers now how did they become lawyers did someone give them a special break was there affirmative action for jews to become lawyers or doctors or to become professionals or to be successful did they get a special pass the answer is no to all of those things but jews in general we have people in the Jewish community who are poor, who have a difficult time putting food on their table, but many Jews are very successful. Uh, look, within the Democratic Party, just as an example, uh, so much of the money for the Democratic Party, the liberal Democratic Party, comes from Jews 
who are successful. That's a crime to be successful. Jews are visible. We are so few in numbers, but we are successful. Uh, you know, the people who win Nobel Prizes, if you go back over the past 20, 30 years, proportionally, too many Jews have won Nobel Prizes. It's not fair. We should have affirmative action for Nobel Prizes. So people look at the Jewish community. There, there's jealousy, easy target, because Jews, some, some are very successful. As a group, we are successful. And by the way, why are we successful? Can I tell you the great secret of the Jewish people? It's called education. Education is the most precious thing that exists among the Jewish people, whether it's my family, all families. From the youngest age, we teach our kids. You know, many years ago, uh, I was teaching at Baruch College here in New York, near next to Barnes & Noble. Every time I was teaching that course, I went to Barnes & Noble every single week, two, three times a week. My kids were very young. They could hardly read. Books, 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 studying, learning, the value of education. That's what it's all about. Nobody gets a special pass. They don't have special rules for Jews, and that's why they're successful. Sometimes it's just the opposite. In the past, there have been quotas not to have too many Jews at universities in the United States of America. So it's all about education. But people out there don't want to look at that. They want to say, oh, it's the Jew. It's so much easier to do that. Isn't it easier to blame someone else rather than yourself? It usually almost always is. And there's very little self-reflection that goes on among the best of us, let alone uh, the ones who have some, some issues. When you mention success and you mention, um, you know, the jealousy that comes in with success, I think there's another sort of trend of success that I see within, within the Jewish people, and that's a really strong sense of tribe a really strong sense of community. And I've seen that with Islamists, and, and they will use Jewish history as a rallying call for jihad, talking about how Jews have, no matter where they've been, they forfeited the <clears throat> luxury or, or comfort in favor of coming together as a people again. And they use that as a rallying cry for jihad, because in, in the Muslim world, we don't have that sort of uniformity. We don't have that sense of tribe. And I think even in the West, right now, especially for people who uh, who go and join the KKK or the neo-Nazi movement, a lot of those have very disenfranchised youths. So I, I feel like there is a, there's a level of jealousy that comes with being a very strong community and being a very supportive community. I know that as a Muslim reformer, my number one support publicly comes from the Jewish community. Privately, there are other people, but publicly, it's, it's always been you guys who come forward and support me, and it's very admirable to see that level of community because I don't see it anywhere else. Would you say that, that there's any truth to that? I, in fact, you're right on target. I mean, anyone, you know, you read history books and you read about anti-Semitism, it's the Jews sticking together. It's the Jews, uh, uh, you know, wanting to be, not a question of being different from everyone, but family is one of the most important things in the Jewish community. It is a powerful thing that exists in the Jewish community that has kept us going. Also, you've got to remember that throughout history, with the anti-Semitism in every part of the world at one point or another, where Jews were under attack, who were the first people to come and aid fellow Jews? Jews in America understood the pain and the difficulty the Jews were facing in the 1800s in, in Russia. Uh, 
and, and try to do everything in the world to help. Uh, uh, you know, and this goes on all over the world. But what's wrong with that? That's a, instead of looking at that and saying, let everybody emulate this beautiful quality of family, of togetherness. You, you have traditions. I respect those traditions. And you should keep those traditions. You should never change who you are and what makes you proud. And I, as a Jew, you know, 36 years in public office, I treated everyone the same. But I always made it very, very clear that I was a very proud Jew. It was, a, it was something I wanted everyone to know. Not that it took away from anyone, just the opposite. My love for my people, my love for what the Jewish community represents, which is such a beautiful thing. It's about caring for people. By the way, not only Jews. Jews care for Jews, and they care when there's difficulty anywhere in the world. Who are the first people online to really help? And we are so few. Remember, we are so few. But it is part of who, to me, to be a Jew is to be there for other people. That is, that's the basic concept. If you said to me, what does it mean to be a Jew? It's your relationship with God. That's one part of it. Mm -hmm. But the real part is my being there for you. Being there for you, Shireen, and you being there for me. That's what makes living in this world beautiful. Caring for people. I find a real quiet dignity in the way that the Jewish people carry their identity. In, in, a, in a contrast that with a couple of pages from Linda's source book that someone just shared with me, and it's exactly the way that you see Islamists uh, present themselves. It's a lot of clamoring. It's very loud. It's it's flashy. It's um, sometimes very vulgar in how uh, apparent and transparent. The, their behavior is to sort of echo, hey, look, this is this is me. I'm an American Muslim or a Palestinian Muslim. Um, but that doesn't have the same authenticity as I see Jewish people and the dignity with which they carry themselves. And, and we have that within the Muslim community. That's not to say that we don't. But at large, what what is represented among the Jewish people is, is um, really sort of a, an integrity. And I think there's a lot of jealousy between that as well. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. But again, the answer is a very simple one. You know, when one of the concepts that you have in Judaism is that you can learn from everyone. That is a concept in the Talmud. Mm -hmm. That means you can learn from everyone. Everyone, not Jews alone, but other people have good ideas. Other people are doing things that are impressive and, and beautiful. You adopt it. You say, look, I want to be that way. I want to bring that into my community. Uh, and again, we do have the Torah, which is a way of life and how to behave. But again, the most important thing in the Torah is treating people with dignity and respect. And that goes for everyone. It's something that was we grew up with, my family, my children, my grandchildren, respecting other people. No one is better than anyone else. No one should be judgmental. You know, this is the biggest problem, Shireen, I think. Everybody's an expert on, you know, how to be and, 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 and how to, you know, you're better. We have this within the Jewish community yeah. as well. But you know what? Can we leave it to God to be the judgmental one? I don't think God wants us to play that role. But everybody does it, right, in every way. We do it politically. We do it religiously. We do it, you know, I, you know only God knows who's better. 
because he really knows what's going on. We can you, we can fool each other, you and I, you know, but God really knows what's in your heart and my heart, and he knows what we're doing and what we're not doing. And not being judgmental, having respect, uh, you know, getting off that white horse thinking that you're better. No, you're not better. This, you know, what's happened with corona, uh, you know, if we don't learn lessons from it, it's not just a disease that just happened. Mm-hmm. It, you know, as a religious person, on whatever level I am, you know, uh, you know, uh, we need to learn something has happened to this world that has never happened in the history of the world. Okay, I mean, I, you know, we can't come in contact with each other. Our parents pass away. We we can't have a funeral. We can't show love to our parents when they're in the hospital. That is not fair. That is crazy. That is insane. So what's going on? We need to learn the lessons. Maybe we could do better. Maybe that's the lesson on every single level. Maybe we can do better in how we treat other people. So everyone out there, you know, hate is dangerous. It is not only dangerous to the victims, it is dangerous to the people who hate. You know, when your heart is filled with hate, you're not very healthy. And when you have hate, you're not going to treat your kids properly or wife or husband or friends or neighbors. Hate is dangerous and people need to look in the mirror. You know, just go to the bathroom or wherever you have mirrors and take a look before you blame anyone else for what is wrong in your life. I would call hate a possession. I mean, you really, when you hate something, you are so possessed by that feeling that you lose a sense of yourself. I mean, you are put on the back burner. You're sort of put in the um, in the quiet place as as that movie get out references and this this possession of this this emotion takes over and it's very um, it's very consuming dove I will conclude on that note it was lovely having you and I hope to get you back on again thank you Shereen pleasure be safe and everyone else be careful uh, you know we're gonna get out of this very very soon slowly but surely absolutely Take care of yourself and Shabbat Shalom. Take care, Shereen. Shabbat Shalom. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And there we go. I can see you. Wonderful. Okay, so I wanted to keep this um, really punchy and and tight and kick off with the uh, have you introduced yourself again because I think that's always the best way to kick off and then go right into the article that I I mentioned to you because I think 